Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me. Go ahead and grab a Bible and let's go back to the 89th Psalm. We're picking up there in the 38th verse. In the 38th verse. And again, this Psalm is um, again, probably written by Daniel uh, during the time of uh, the Babylonian captivity when he's, um, he's struggling with uh, the fact that God had promised, made a covenant with David uh, that, that a descendant of David would always be on the throne of Israel. Um, but here they find themselves uh, in captivity. And, uh, but believing um, that, uh, that God would honor that covenant. And so he's kind of uh, between a, a rock and a hard place. And I think it's a, uh, kind of a, a good lesson for us uh, that um, you know, many times I think we find ourselves in circumstances where um, on the one hand, we, don't, we, we believe that God is a good God and a loving God and a merciful God and a just God. And um, you know, that he, you know, he walks with us through the valley of the shadow and we believe all those promises, uh, that he gives us the spirit of peace, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, uh, all those things. We, we believe those, the, the life abundant, you know, we believe all those promises. Um, but sometimes the circumstances we find ourselves in, um, leave us scratching our head a little bit, uh, as to how to, uh, to reconcile uh, those two those two realities, I believe the promises of God. He says He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Yet <laughs> I feel alone. Um, he promises me peace that passes all understanding. Yet I am a nervous wreck. Um, and so we find ourselves um, in, in like the psalmist, I think here, who was uh, trying to to reconcile. Everything he's that he saw uh, with everything he believed, um, and so as we pick up today uh, in verse thirty-eight, uh, he's uh, going to write and, and talk about uh, a situation, uh, or continue to talk about this situation, and he is mindful. Uh, and and reminding those who would uh, who would hear this uh, psalm uh, that um, if uh, that that um, they can't reject uh, their side uh, of uh, the uh, the contract, uh, and so he, he again he's looking at the situation. Uh, Jerusalem has been destroyed. Uh, the king has been overthrown. Um, and people carried away into captivity, uh, and everything he sees says uh, that God has broken his covenant, um, because that, that's just what he sees. Um, but he, again, is wrestling with his belief, as he's talked about in the previous verses, uh, in in God's faithfulness and God's covenant, uh, and so He's going to um, He's going to He's going to go directly to God, uh, and He is going to uh, speak directly to God uh, about um, this issue. He's confused and he needs answers, um, and so 
Uh, he says, but, he says, but thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine uh, anointed, thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant, thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground, thou hast broken down all his hedges, thou hast brought his strongholds uh, to a ruin, all that pass by the way spoil him, he is a reproach uh, to his neighbors. And so again, from his vantage point, uh, it appears that God um, has violated uh, the covenant that he made uh, with David, that he has rejected uh, the king of Israel, uh, that he is um, that he is angry uh, with uh, the people of Israel. He is angry. Uh, with the descendants of David, the, again, uh, the the servant, uh, the king, um, who he had made a covenant and said they would continue to be there, uh, continue to reign. Uh, again, to to the psalmist uh, from the, from from you know, and, and again, uh, you can. It's easy to understand how he felt that way. Uh, that from the the human viewpoint, uh, it appears that God. Uh, has uh, broken his covenant. I mean, he he goes so far as basically to say you has you you have profaned the crown. You have taken the crown off the king, and you have thrown it on the ground. Um, and uh, again, so he is uh, you know, he, he's very open in in, in talking to God about um, what he sees. Uh, taking place. And, and again, I go back to a lesson I've, I've brought up numerous times as we've come through the Psalms. Uh, again, you, you see that he is, he, he's talking to God. He's sharing his heart with God uh, and, and telling him what he sees um, and how he feels. Um, again, I think reverently, he's not, you know, just blasting God, but he's just stating, this is what I see. Uh, this is how I feel. Uh, you, you broke down the hedge and, and uh, all that passed by the, the way spoil him. What he's saying is, you know, Jerusalem has lost her defenses, uh, her walls, and now everybody, you know, anybody that comes by just goes in and picks up whatever they want, takes whatever they want. The enemies um, are, you know, again, verse uh, 41, he's a reproach. To, you know, everybody's laughing uh, at, uh, at Jerusalem. Um, not only that, but in, in his viewpoint, if you go on, he says, Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. Thou hast also turned uh, the edge of his sword and hast not made him to stand in the battle. Thou hast made his glory to cease, cast his throne down to the ground. The days of his youth hast thou shortened. Thou hast covered him with shame. Silah. And he says, so he says, not only have you torn down Jerusalem, uh, but again, from, from where I'm sitting uh, is what the psalmist is writing about. And he says, from what, you know, what I see uh, is that not only have you torn down Jerusalem, uh, but you have built up uh, you have lifted up the the evil, the the wicked nations, uh, the enemies, uh, of, as he calls them in uh, verse four. Adversaries is the word uh, that he uses in verse forty-two. He says you've uh, lifted them up. He says, you know it's uh, you know you've torn us down um, and you have uh, lifted uh, them up. 
you didn't, again, he brings up this charge in verse 43. Uh, you have turned the edge of the sword and has not made him to stand in battle. He says, you, you have, instead of, uh, again, instead of keeping uh, a descendant of David on the throne, you've come against uh, our king and, and uh, taking him off of the throne. Uh, you have, uh, again, taken the, the, the king, our king, off the throne. You have uh, defeated him. You have, uh, again, you have taken him, verse 45, you have shortened um, his, uh, his reign. Uh, and so we're at a very uh, transitional point uh, in this psalm, again, to, to everything, uh, everything the psalmist sees, uh, it appears uh, that um, that God has abandoned uh, the Israelites, that He has turned against uh, His, um, you know, His um, His people. He has broken His uh, contract. Um, you know, you have, uh, again, um, and, and here in this one verse, when it says in the days of his youth, um, uh, that you've come against him, uh, in, in that state, it says you've come against him in the days of his youth, um, uh, verse 40, uh, 45, the days of his youth hast thou shortened, uh, is one of the reasons that we believe that this psalm was written uh, in response to the Babylonian captivity, uh, because uh, Jehoiakim, who was the king of Israel at the time, uh, was um, in his mid-twenties uh, when uh, the Babylonian uh, invasion happened, uh, when Jerusalem was uh, overrun. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons, other than, again, just the general setting of the psalm. Uh, but again, the, the writer here just says, you know, from where I sit, uh, it appears uh, that you have broken your word. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes Satan is able to uh, manipulate our circumstances in such a way, uh, and our faith is weak, uh, where we, um, like the psalmist, uh, question whether God cares, whether he's going to uh, honor his word or not, um, and so, uh, you know, one, one of the things I think about, and, and I'm not a pilot, um, but I, 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 you know, I know some people who are, and I've talked to them, and, and, you know, is that, uh, you know, one of the things they're taught, you know, is, you know, don't, don't be deceived by what you trust your instruments. Uh, you know, if your instruments tells you you're flying upside down, trust them. Um, you know, and that's kind of the lesson we're learning from this psalmist. Sometimes uh, what we see, um, it appears uh, that God isn't keeping his contract, keeping his end of the deal. Uh, it appears that he's forgot about that peace that passes all understanding and that uh, abundant life. Um, and so, uh, but the psalmist, uh, again, was... What, what he wasn't, what he really, again, our perspective is limited. Uh, he didn't uh, understand that uh, actually by allowing this, um, the, this attack, this over, uh, this destruction of Jerusalem, uh, God was actually honoring uh, his covenant. 
because he, in the covenant that he had made with Israel, uh, again, um, they had they had rejected uh, God. They had disobeyed him. Uh, and so just as the covenant um, that God made, uh, he was disciplining uh, his people. And so, uh, again, when we experience uh, discipline from God, it, it's not uh, that God is breaking his promises. Um, we just, we're not looking at all his promises. Again, he, whom he loves, he chastises. Um, and so uh, we have to learn that, again, yes, there's, there are promises in the word of God to, to, to bless us, to protect us, to provide for us. Uh, but there are also uh, promises that when we are disobedient, um, he, uh, will, he will discipline. Uh, just as a, an earthly parent, they're not breaking um, the, the rules, uh, I guess you'd say, when they discipline a child. They're doing what a parent does. When you, have a, when you bring a child into this world, I mean, there's not a signed document we, we sign anywhere, uh, but there is an understanding when you bring a child, well, there should be anyway, uh, for some people it doesn't, but generally speaking, uh, when you bring a child into this world, there is the, the understanding uh, that you are going to provide for that child, you're going to care for that child, clothe that child, feed that child protect that child, educate that child, all, all those things that come uh, with being part, be, with being a parent. Uh, you know, that, that it, it's just understood. You're, you're more or less, uh, again, you may not be putting your signature, but there's a contract, basically, that I'm going to do what's right by this child. Now, you and I both know that also part of that, that arrangement, again, that many parents don't, today, don't want to honor, uh, is that not only am I going to educate and provide and protect and care for uh, that child, but if that child's disobedient, uh, I'm also saying, hey, I'm going to raise that child. I'll discipline that child. Uh, I'm going to train. What's about train up a child? Uh, and, and so the, the, that contract with that child has two sides. If, if all you do is live by the side that says I'm going to bless them, I'm going to give them this, give them that, you're going to raise a monster. Uh, we know that there has to be that discipline side uh, as well. And in the covenant God made with David, it was the same way. There was the promise to bless. There was the promise to maintain the thought. But there was also the understanding that the people of Israel um, would be chastised if they violated this commandment. And so uh, you and I today, we have to, uh, again, as we're looking at our circumstances, as we're looking at uh, our, our situation, uh, we need to be um, honest and not just look at the, the promise side of it, but ask ourselves, am I being disciplined? Am I being chastised? Am I in this circumstance uh, because God is trying to correct me and remove something from my life or uh, stir me to do something uh, rather than just blame him and, uh, and question uh, his love uh, and his promises. All right, I hope that helps you. Uh, and uh, hope that, that helps you see things a little clearer uh, as you uh, go through 
this life on go through this journey all right have a great day we'll see you back here tomorrow morning